and welcome to another episode of Music and Vibes. I'm your host, Keanu W. Mitchell. Guys, it's Friday. Yes, yes, I know. Normally, the podcast comes out on a Wednesday. However, this week was crazy. All three of my girls got the flu. So, I have been busy nursing sick kids, taking them to the doctor, getting their medication. I had a chance to do some things, but I didn't have a chance to do everything I wanted to do, which was get the podcast out on time. Now, typically what I do every week to prepare for the podcast is like I know my topic by Thursday of that previous week. Um, Sunday, I typically record the song, I write my script or what I want to talk about, do my research, and then... I usually record the podcast either on Tuesday night or Wednesday morning, but this week I was just thrown. I was really behind because my daughter, my oldest daughter, Kennedy, she got sick on Thursday night, so I was taking care of her all weekend. Then the other two girls, uh, Megan and Dawson, got sick, so Monday, instead of um, writing my script and researching and doing all the things I normally do, I took them to the doctor, had to get medicine, do all that stuff, and my whole rule of thumb is this. I am not going to put out anything that is not what I think it should be. So if I didn't have a chance to research something or look it up or write my script and have an idea of what I'm going to talk to you about, I'm just not going to have a, either I'm not going to put that podcast out and I'll either be late doing it or I won't do it at all because I value the fact that you guys spend time with me every week. And I love spending time with you. I really do. And so because of that, I am not going to waste your time by just giving you a bunch of junk or foolishness or something that's not useful to you. Because everything that we talk about, I want it to be useful or helpful in some kind of way. So because of that, I wasn't able to get the podcast out on the Wednesday. I was working on it. But by Wednesday, it was one of those things, the song was recorded, but I didn't have a chance to do any research or any anything so that is why I pushed it out until Friday so guys thank you so much for being understanding and for letting me have the flexibility to put the podcast out on Friday of this week instead of a Wednesday now next week we're going to be back on track and we're going to do a Wednesday so look forward to um having a podcast come into your whatever you listen to yes just watch, watch for it to come out to your feed. If you subscribe, it'll show up on your phone wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll see it'll be out on Wednesday. Now, if you did not subscribe, I do want to encourage you to go to iTunes. I'm gonna put the sh- I'm gonna put it in the show notes, okay? The link in the show notes. I'm gonna put the link in the show notes, and I really want you to go and subscribe so that you will automatically get it, and you won't have to wait until I post it on social media or until you see it on Twitter. You can just go and subscribe to it now. All right, so I got that out of the way. Thank you so much for your patience. I love you guys, and I appreciate it. Now, I also have to say, this week, normally I'm like, my week was great, this, that, and the other. My week was good, and it was good because I was alive, you know, I had my family, you know. It was good because of those reasons, but I have to admit that this week was like a pretty hard week for me. It was very emotional, and it was emotional for me because... As you guys all know by now, Kobe Bryant died, his daughter died with him, the the other seven people that died, that really, really, really hurt me. Like, it did. Um, I was doing something for my husband, I think, on Sunday, and he was like, hey, did you get my text? Now, a lot of times I don't get my husband's text because either I had my phone charging somewhere or it's put away because I'm actually trying my best this year not to be... um, glued to my phone so I put it away so that I'm not always looking at it and I can spend time with my kids or doing what I need to do so 
I happened to go get the um, phone. I saw you text something. I looked at it, and it was like Kobe Bryant is dead. I was like, no, no, no. And you know, there have been so many news outlets that have killed people prematurely and it was false it was a rumor it wasn't true and so I don't really believe stuff like that so when he told me that I was like no he's not and then he called me he's like hey you got your text I was like I was like yeah I was like but um he's like yeah so did you see what I, I was like yeah but I don't think that's true he's like yeah it really is I was like no pretty sure it's fake he's like no it's true so you know at first I didn't believe it and then I looked it up and I did see it like trending that he in fact and indeed was dead and at the time it just had him so of course I'm like oh my goodness I don't even understand you guys have to understand I am a basketball fan I don't talk about it a lot on the podcast but I am a basketball fan I have been watching basketball since I was I think 11 years old I remember um I was 11 years old, and that is when I first started watching basketball at 11 years old. And at the time, my favorite team was Michael Jordan and the Bulls. But then who's, I mean, who wasn't? Everyone loved Michael Jordan, and everyone loved the Bulls. And so, of course, I was a fan too. But then after um, I started to get older, and then I started to like the Lakers. I don't even know. It's like I just stopped liking the Bulls one day. And I began to like, I know what it was. Michael Jordan retired. And then I realized I was not a Bulls fan. I was really a Michael Jordan fan. So since he wasn't playing anymore, then, you know, the thrill was kind of gone. So then I was like, I need to find a new team. So my sisters and I, I think it was Kayla and I, we sat down and we were just like, yeah, we need a new team. Now, my sister, Inez, she was like a diehard Bulls. She's like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm a Bulls fan for life. That's it. So she stayed with the Bulls. But Kayla and I, we would sit down and we watch watched TV and we were like, okay, we had to pick a team. So we decided to pick a basketball team. And it's crazy, but the way we picked our team, all right, if any guys are listening, don't roll your eyes when I tell you how we picked our basketball team that we liked. So Kayla and I, we sat down, we started watching basketball teams, and we watched, my sisters and I, we love the, the sport, we love the game. So we watched every single game. It wasn't just our team game that we watched, we watched all the games. We were like the only kids on a Sunday who would be sitting down during basketball season watching basketball all the way through screaming hollering making noise it would be so bad my mom would just go in the room shut the door and then she'd come out guys stop screaming stop making noise you're not even playing but you know we're just so enthusiastic and into it anyway we decided we're going to find a new team so Kayla and I we sat down and watched all the teams and then we picked our teams by the team that had the most cute guys but you know for girls and during their preteen years this is how you do things. Like, you pick a team because of that. So, anyway, we picked our team. So, it just so happened at the time, the Lakers had a whole bunch of cute guys. We thought Rick Fox was cute. There were some other guys that we thought were cute, too. So, we counted. We would write the names down and count them off. So, the Lakers end up winning that. But this was before Kobe even got drafted to the Lakers and before Shaq came. So, when they were not winning. So, if anyone thinks we just jumped on the bandwagon, we did not. We picked this team before they even started to win because they had the most cute guys. And then, of course, you know, after we started watching for a couple years, then it started working in our favor because then we did get Kobe, then we got Shaq. And so, then things started to take off from there. But we were able to, like, watch the games, and I saw him all the time. So, yeah, I didn't know him personally, but I have watched his whole career play out in basketball. And I am a fan, not just of the Lakers, but of Kobe Bryant as well. So when I found out that he died, and then later I found out his daughter died, and then 
the other people in the plane with him or the helicopter with him that died. It was really heartbreaking. And I think the only other time I really cried and really felt bad and felt like there was such a huge loss in my life for someone who I did not know and was not family was when Princess Diana died because that one got to me too. But when I heard it, it's like I felt like I lost a family member, which was crazy because I never met the guy in my life. But I felt like I lost a family member. And then when I heard about everyone else who died, it's like my heart really just felt sad because... I guess it's like you can relate to that because all of us, our husbands or wives, they go to work, they go places all the time, but never ever do we ever think that, okay, they're getting in a car, they're going to go somewhere, they're just not going to come back. You don't think about that. Even when I get in a car to drive, I never think, hey, I'm not going to come back home. You know, it's always like, I'm going to go here and I'm coming right back. You know, and that's how I always phrase it. I even tell my kids if they're upset. I'm like, don't worry, I'm just going to go and come right back. But you never, ever think that, hey, this may be a time I don't come back. And I know we all say life is fragile. We all know that life is not promised. We know these things. But let's be honest, how many of you, myself included, think that, When you wake up in the morning, you're not going to go back to sleep at night and wake up again. We all think this, and this is how we act and we live our lives. So to see somebody who was not doing anything dangerous, he was just taking his daughter so that he can coach her basketball team and come back. That's all he was doing. And he got on the helicopter, and I'm sure his intent was that he was going to be back or whatever. And then you see what happened. It's like his helicopter crashed and all those lives were lost and so it kind of hit me because it made you realize it made us face it made me actually face my own like mortality like oh my goodness you know anything can happen and the fact that he was so young and I looked it up and he's like a year older than me maybe six months older than me anyway the fact that we we're like one close in the same year he was 178 I was 179 and it's just one of those things like People our age shouldn't be dying. Like, if someone is 90, I don't want them to die either. But you, if they do, then you're like, okay, it was old age. But, I mean, people, especially kids and families, it's like this stuff should not happen. And it really, like, it really hurt. It's like I felt really bad. I felt bad for his wife. I felt bad for the other three daughters, the other families, the kids and the other um, parent kids who lost their parents and siblings. I just felt so bad. And so it kind of put a damper on my week. At the end of the day, um, Sunday, he's like, I cried. I was feeling bad. It was so bad. And so I couldn't watch anything. I was just like, wow. So I just ended up laying down watching. Well, I was watching YouTube. And I think I ended up watching, like, the Carol Burnett show. Just because it's something to take my mind off of what was going on. I didn't want to think about anything. Like, I didn't want to think about him. I didn't want to think about all the lives that were lost. I didn't want to think about this whole thing that's going on with the impeachment trial. I didn't want to think about anything because it's like all of it was just way too much for me. It was like really, really emotional. So that is what I dealt with on Sunday. But then it like lasted throughout the whole week. And so it just makes us put things into perspective. I mean, I know this show is about relationships, but let's think about it. It's like life is too short. So any arguments that you have going on with your spouse, Anytime your kids feel like they are getting on your nerves and you don't want to be bothered, just remember, enjoy the time that you have with them. Life is precious. And the fact that we are here, we are alive. You're listening to me. I'm talking to you. Just the fact that we are here is a gift. You know, I know your situation may not be perfect. Maybe your finances aren't good. Maybe you're going through a rough spot in your marriage. But let us take time to think and put things in perspective that we are blessed every day. 
and that we have been blessed today to wake up next to our spouse and to wake up with our kids annoying us, fussing, fighting, or whatever. We have that, and even though they may be getting on our nerves, they are here. And so many people, I know the people who lost their family members in that crash on Sunday, they probably wish for these moments that we find annoying. So let's take advantage of all the moments that we have together with our kids, our spouse, our loved ones, our friends, everybody. Let's just take advantage of it and live each moment to the fullest because I think that's what we're supposed to do. That's what life is meant to be. We're supposed to be 100 percent give a hundred percent all the time live life to the fullest enjoy life because you never know how long you're gonna have it so that is what I want to say I'm not gonna ask for you guys to email me or message me today I just want you guys to take some time to actually think about the gift that we have been given today we have a whole well the gift that we have today we're alive so let's make the best of each moment that we have and live life to the fullest and take the time to enjoy our family and our friends and appreciate our spouse that we have without complaining about them so that is what i want to talk to you about now of course if you guys do want to message me on facebook then just head over to the facebook page leave me a message and i promise i'll get back to you and i can't hear i can't wait to hear whatever it is you have to tell me All right. Today on the podcast, I would like to talk about how to make your relationship work. Now, I know I say this all the time, but let's be real. Marriage is hard. It's not something that you can figure out in one day, but it takes a lifetime of work to figure out. And then even then you're still learning because you can never, I think marriage, you can never actually figure it out completely. You may figure some aspects of it out, but then there are other things that are going to pop up that you're going to have to deal with and work with. So you will spend a whole lifetime trying to figure out marriage. Now, marriage can either be one of life's greatest gifts or it can be one of the worst decisions that you've made in your life. And the crazy thing about marriage is that you get what you put into it. So If you're not putting in any effort, any work, any compromise into your marriage, then you're not going to get the results that you want to achieve. But if you put in the time and you put in the effort and the work and you learn, then one day you will reap the rewards of your hard labor. Just like anything else in life, you have to put in the work. And believe me, putting in the work is hard. And here's why I say that. Because when you put in work in marriage, it's not like, You can go sit down and see what you want to change about your spouse and then fix it. And be like, well, I put in the work, he's fixed or she's fixed and be done with it. No, putting in the work actually means you working on yourself. Because as we all know, you cannot change your spouse. You're not going to change him. He's been like this way all his life. You're not going to change him. You're not going to change her. She has been this way consistently her whole life. So you're not going to change your spouse. The only person that you can change is you. And how do you change yourself? You change yourself by having self-reflection, self-assessments, knowing where you're strong, where you're weak, what you could work on, maybe how you need to say things, how you need to tame it down based on your partner's personality. That is how you change yourself. So putting in a work in marriage is hard because it requires you to work on yourself. It requires you to realize you can't control the other person and you have to try to see things from someone else's perspective. 
It requires us to communicate effectively with the intent of working through a situation instead of playing the games that married couples play and never resolving anything. It also requires us to unlearn a lot of bad habits that we were taught by our parents in their relationships. In a previous podcast that I did, I talked about how your parents' relationship affects you. And it's true because as kids, that's all we see. We only see what's modeled for us. So if you are brought up in a home that was abusive, where there's a lot of cheating and mistrust and your mother or father talk down to each other or whatever the case may be, then this is what we're going to follow. This is what we're going to model because we think even if we know that this is wrong and this is not how it's supposed to be, it's all you know, it's all you see. So you are going to follow that type of behavior. I realized in psychology, they have this thing called nature versus nurture. And I think a lot of things is more nurture than nature. And it's even like that when it comes to relationships. So what we see going on in our home as children, these are the things we bring into our current relationships and our current marriages. So just being aware of these things and knowing that there may be some habits or things that we've seen that are not right, but we have to be willing to fix them and to change and to get help. And I always say, if you need professional help, please go get it because the only way for you to have a good, thriving, healthy marriage is for you to be 100%, to be the best that you can be. And how do you be the best that you can be? Yes. If you are sick, you see a doctor. You are the best that you can be by working through issues, resolving your problems, and just working on that baggage that you may have. And I would suggest at any given time, I think in a relationship, it's okay if a wife decides to see a psychiatrist or a counselor to work through maybe some anger issues that she may have because she realized she's lashing out at her spouse. Or if a guy decides to see a marriage counselor because he realized that his expectations for his wife may be too high. There's nothing wrong with that. I think it's all about self-assessment. And knowing where you need help. And when you need help, get it. Don't struggle by yourself. There's no need to. So it's about knowing what your weaknesses are, knowing what your strengths are, and working on the things that you are not strong in so that you can become stronger. Now, the crazy thing I think about this is that there is no secret formula to making your marriage work. Fortunately, though, there are some things that you can do that will increase the chances of you having a healthy and thriving marriage. And what we're going to talk about today are some of those things that you can do today to help improve or begin to repair your relationship. Now, I know a lot of times people always think that, oh, I can wait. I can do it tomorrow. I can wait until I get a counselor. I can wait until this. There's so many excuses and things about when it can get done, why you should wait. But let me tell you, no, no. That's just an excuse. You are not going to be ruled by excuses. You cannot wait. So if you are here today, you need to start this afternoon. So you need to start today. Now, one of the things that you can do to improve your marriage is to be motivated. Now, I know it sounds weird because you're like, what? Motivation? What does this have to do with anything? Well, it has a lot to do with everything. Think about it. The things that you want to do, you do. I know that's how it is with me. So... I'm the kind of person where I'm really, really, really interested in music. But of course, you can tell because I play you one of my songs every single week. I love music. I love to sing. I love to work and play around in my little home recording studio. But I also like going to a professional studio and record a professional studio and recording. I love to do these things. I will read anything I can about relationships or sync licensing. I'm like a do-it-yourself kind of person, self-help. So I'll read anything that deals with that. However, 
yeah, even with sync licensing and when it comes to publishing, I will read like the law side of it and all the legal stuff and anything that has to do with it. You can they you can actually say Kiana's gonna read it, she's gonna know about it, she's gonna look it up. I will attend any webinar, whatever, to find out things I'm interested in. However, if it's something I'm not really interested in, like um what is it? Like accounting, math, um, medicine what else am I not interested in oh tennis golf um cars I mean you can name anything things I'm not interested in you can bet your life I'm not gonna be sitting down there trying to study look it up read about it Mm -mm. it's not gonna happen why because I'm not interested in it so it goes with your marriage it's the same way sometimes we are more motivated to go to work than we are to work in our marriage we're more motivated to go to church than we are to work in our marriage or hang out with friends and the whole thing is that motivation is important because if you're not motivated to work on your marriage you are not going to do it and that is why motivated being motivated to be the change in your marriage is key so if you want your marriage to change you have to be motivated here's an example Let's say I wanted to lose, okay, this is actually very true. I do want to lose like 15 or 20 pounds. Now, I've done good. I have been doing good. I'm down by 10, I believe, but I think I want to lose like another 10 or 15. So what am I doing? I am exercising. I am eating right. I'm watching what I eat. I am motivated to lose weight because summer's coming up and I want to have all the cute dresses that I already have. I fit them, but I want to fit them better. So that's my motivation. But if I was just said, if I just said, oh, I want to lose weight, but never did anything about it, then I wouldn't lose weight. And it's the same with your marriage. So if you just say, I want my marriage to be better, and I believe you because we all do. If you want to say, I want my marriage to improve and be healthy, I believe you. We all do. But if you're not motivated to put in the work, and if you're not motivated to work on you and do what needs to be done to make your marriage better, then it's not going to happen. So it's important to be motivated that's why I have it as number one it's important to be motivated to begin to improve your marriage repair it or whatever you may need to do if you want a better marriage it's up to you to be motivated and that's one thing you can do to begin to improve your marriage is to have that motivation that's going to say whatever it takes for me to do to make this better I'm going to do that so number one motivation number two being committed now motivation for me is easy I can easily say oh I'm motivated to do this and I might be motivated to do this for today or maybe for the next three weeks or something, but maybe not for the long term. So then commitment is second because motivation is good. You should be motivated, but you also have to be committed because it's going to take some time. Like you're not going to fix your marriage in one day. If we could do that, imagine everyone would have perfect marriages because you can just fix it in one day. But it took years and time for it to break down. So it's going to take time to fix it even if your marriage isn't broken or anything it took time for you guys to get to a point where you are in your own little worlds you're not as close as you used to be you're drifting apart it takes time to get there so it's going to get take time to get back to where you were and to make things better so it's important to be committed to the long haul of the whole project like I know for me, there are times when people ask me to do things until recently now that I realized this and I just say no. But anyway, I remember when I was, I remember a few years ago, someone asked me to do something. I think I was supposed to be um, 
the I was supposed to be it was a position at my church. It had to do with um disabilities because at the time I was a rehabilitation counselor. So I work with people with disabilities. So I was supposed to be the disability coordinator at my church. And I was excited at first, I was motivated. And then after like a month, I didn't feel like doing it anymore. I was like, wow, yes, I don't really want to do this because it's not something that I wanted to do. And so even though I was motivated to begin with, I wasn't motivated near the end. And it was a two year term. So you get what happened. I, I didn't really do a lot. Not because I didn't want to. If anyone called me with any issues, I immediately worked on it and fixed it. But the motivation wasn't there. And sometimes I think that's how it is with our marriage. Like we see a certain we see a problem. We see something that needs to be fixed. And at the time, we are motivated because we're hurt or we're upset or we just want to make it better. We're motivated maybe for a month or two, and we're willing to change our behavior for that limited amount of time. But then after a while, we go back to the way we normally used to do things or we don't see results. We just stop. So we are not committed. So motivation is good. Motivation is one, but you've got to be committed because if you're not committed, nothing's going to change. You can have all the motivation in the world, but if you are not committed to actually do something and actually do it, then nothing is going to happen. So the next thing that you can do today to improve your marriage is to be committed and to say, you know what? It Even if it takes a year from now, two years from now, three years from now before things get better, or if the change that I want to see happens slowly, I'm committed to the process and I'm going to stick with this no matter how long it takes. That is what you have to have, that commitment, that perseverance, that kind of like grit that's just like, I'm not going to let this go. We are going to work this out and I'm committed to doing whatever I need to do to make this happen. That is what you have to have, commitment. The next thing is to show appreciation. And this is important because even if your marriage is like rocky or maybe you guys aren't as close or maybe you're just doing life, you know how life is, you're just busy, you don't have time for anything. If you just show your husband or if you just show your wife some appreciation today, I guarantee you that is something that will touch them, soften their heart a little bit, you know, make them smile appreciation because everyone wants to be appreciated i'm sure your husband does so much for you and sometimes and it's not because you're just ungrateful it's just like you are accustomed to it and so you expect it and you kind of take it for granted and so you may not be as appreciative of what he's doing now as you were when you guys first got married and you're more appreciative. So I think the thing is just be appreciative. And women, this is not just for us. Guys, I'm pretty sure that there are, you can probably think about times where you have taken your wife for granted. And it's not because you don't love her or appreciate her, but you're just so used to it until you just like you just take it for granted. So just showing your wife some appreciation. And it's easy to show appreciation. You can do it by just thank you or oh my goodness, thank you so much. You know, let them know that you notice what they're doing and that you appreciate it. Even if it's a text that says, hey, thanks for cleaning out my car. You did an awesome job. I noticed it when I got in today. Or guys, if you just tell your wife, thanks for making my lunch or making sure I have lunch money, whatever it is that they do for you that you have taken for granted, show them some appreciation so that they will know that they are appreciated, that they are loved. And that is also a way to begin to improve your marriage and to make it work. The next thing is show acts of kindness and show acts of love which is so easy to do. But why, oh, why, oh, why don't we do this all the time? I mean, showing acts of kindness to our spouse can make a hard day seem like a good day. And it doesn't, your spouse could have had the worst day of their lives. But I guarantee if you 
did something nice. It could be something as small as picking up the phone, calling them and say, hey, forgot to say I love you or texting them or clean the house or wash dishes or whatever it is. Clean out your husband's car. Guys, you can just wash dishes in the house. Give your wife some time. Wash the kids. Whatever it is, something that small, something that minute will make a bad day a good day. And you know why? It became a good day because you showed them love and you showed them kindness. And things like that can go a long way. Did you know that when you do things like this, you are creating an unbreakable bond between you and your spouse? Yeah. Just showing acts of love, acts of kindness. You are creating an unbreakable bond. So this is something that you definitely need to do because it creates that bond between you and your spouse. And if you want a marriage that's going to last for years, then this is something that you need to do. Now, I'm not saying you should just do this because you want something, but do it because you truly love them. You know, it's one thing to do things for because you want something or to get something. But how about we try to do things without expecting anything in return just because we love them? You know, just because you love somebody should be the reason why you do something. It shouldn't be, well, I'm going to do this because I want to get this. No, you should do it just because you love them. So then if it's not reciprocated, it shouldn't be like, oh, well, how dare they? I wash the dishes and then now they're not going to do this for me or I cleaned his car and he's not going to go do this. No, because that defeats the purpose. That's not why you did it. It's not like I'll be kind to you. You can be kind to me. I'll show you love. You show me love. No, this is not a chess match. This is a marriage. And in a marriage, you can show your spouse kindness and love and you shouldn't expect anything in return now the majority of the time they will reciprocate the love and kindness that you show them back to you but I'm just saying that shouldn't be a reason why you do it you should do it because you actually love them and you care and you want them to know that they're loved and you want them to feel the kindness that you have to offer The next thing is change the way that you think about your spouse. Yep, you can do that right now while we're listening to the podcast. If you're driving in your car, you can do it right now too. Change the way you think about them. So if your mindset about your spouse is always negative, like he's lazy, he don't do this, he don't do that, or he could be doing that, but he's not, stop it, change it. If your mindset about your wife is, oh, well, she does this, she spent way too many, this, that, and the other, and it's a whole bunch of complaining things, oh, she never does this, she always does that, stop it right now. Because did you know that the way you think about your spouse is the way you see them? So your spouse may not even be a bad person. They may just be a person. They may be human who's not perfect, make mistakes. But if you constantly think all these negative things about them, anything they do is going to be perceived as selfish, mean, being a jerk, throwing a tantrum, drama queen, whatever you may call it. That's what's going to be perceived as. Not because that's what they are, but because that's what your perception is. And that's what you think about them. That's why the whole saying perception becomes reality is really true because it may, what you are experiencing may not even be what you think it is but because you think that's what it is in your reality that's what it becomes so if you are around here thinking that your husband's a jerk and one of the meanest people are alive maybe he is but maybe he's not maybe it's the way you just perceive him to be because of the negative thoughts that you have about him if you're running around here thinking your wife is lazy and the most inconsiderate person around maybe she is but maybe she's not Maybe it's because it's the way you are looking at her and thinking about her and those negative thoughts have caused you to perceive something that is not actually a reality. And if that is the case, the problem is not with them, but it's with you. And let's just get something straight. 
in everything that happens in a relationship, they are two people. So they may be at fault, but so are you because we are part of a marriage. When you get married, it becomes a unity of two people, but they become one. So if your spouse is having some issues, I'm sure there's something that we did to put ourselves in that or our reaction or something because it goes both ways. We can't just say you're the blame for everything because we are also to blame. So I can tell you right now, the best thing to do is change the way you think about your spouse. Because if you change the way you think about him, you realize that that guy that you think is so bad, he's really not a bad guy at all. He's, he's a pretty good guy. If you change your perception about your wife, you may realize the woman that you marry, she's really cool. You know, she's a good woman. Like, you would realize so much and you would see so many good things about them and you would actually begin to value them and see them in a different light. So if you have this problem, stop it change it right now and it's not going to be easy but what I do suggest is that every single day you write down and you have like a journal and I call it um a forget me not journal and what you can do is every day start to write down in that journal five things that you loved about your spouse that day and then when you start having your issues go back and read the five things every day that you love about your spouse and that will help you to appreciate them and see them in a different light and not always be so judgmental or think such negative thoughts about them it'll change how you think about your spouse so that is something that you can do right now that can help improve your marriage another thing you can do right now is don't sweat the small stuff like There are so many things in our lives that will divide us. Why are we focusing on small things? Life is bigger than whether your husband put the toilet seat down. And life is so much bigger than whether your wife decided to wash dishes or clean or whatever. Life is bigger than this. Okay, maybe that's not their forte. Maybe it's not what they're good at. But that doesn't mean that they're not good at other things. And so when you actually take time to fuss about small, minute things that your spouse may not be doing right, all you're doing is letting them know you don't appreciate them. You are actually tearing your marriage apart. It's almost like building a house and then you personally get up there with your like your hammer and your saw and start tearing your own house down. That's what you're doing when you sweat small stuff. You are tearing down your house. You are destroying the foundation of your marriage. And so if you are doing that right now, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Do not be the person to destroy your own marriage. Just stop it. And start focusing on the bigger picture. The bigger picture is that you guys have a lot to do. There's no need to sweat small things. Now, if there are bigger problems that you need to talk about, by all means, talk about them. But there's no need to harp and complain about small things that don't matter. I find that sometimes as couples, we fight about the dumbest things. Like, it doesn't even make sense. And once you like take a step back and be like, you know, why are we arguing about this? This is really stupid. You will realize how dumb it really is. And you're like, you know what? This is ridiculous. We don't even need to do it. So I want to tell you today, if you are sweating small things, do not do it. Let it go because it's really not that important. The important thing is that you and your spouse are working together to achieve a goal and to have a relationship that will last in eternity. And then finally, I think the thing that you can do to improve your marriage today is begin to work as a team, which means you guys should be on the same page. 
Yes. So you, it's important in order for you guys to be on the same page to communicate effectively and talk about things that you want out of life, things that you want to do, and then work together to help each other reach these goals. It shouldn't be something where your wife decides to reach all her goals and you don't reach any of yours or the, your husband reaches all his goals, but you don't reach any of yours. It should be working together as a team and you should be working at them to, at working on your goals and what you want to do together. And here's what I said. Even if you can't do it like together, it should be like, okay, you work on yours and I'm going to work on mine. But you guys should support each other, even when it comes to how we raise our kids. And sometimes that can be a testy issue because one parent may be harder, one may be less strict, whatever it may be. But let's think about this, okay? We have our kids, give or take for 18 years. Now I know they stay at home longer, so maybe a little bit longer, but our kids are going to grow up. And when they grow up, you're going to be there with your spouse. And if you don't want to be that couple who have like emptiness syndrome, like, oh my goodness, what are we going to talk about? Or you realize that once your kids leave, that you and your spouse have grown so far apart that it's impossible to come back or that you guys are not connected. If you guys want to avoid that, then you need to work together. So you need to work together with your kids. You need to work together with finances. Work together with anything, your goals, your careers, things you want to do. Compromise. Have a strong base so that you will know there's nobody else who has your back. Your husband has your back or your wife has your back. And they know if there's no one else who has their back, if the world's against them, that you're on their side. Become a team. Don't have it be you and me. Mm-mm. It should be us. So make sure you guys become a team. And these are just some things that you can do today that will begin to help and improve your marriage. And I wanted to talk about these things because sometimes it seems daunting. Because in marriage, there are so many things to do to make sure things are right. And there are so many things that are constantly changing. But these are just seven things that you can start working on today that will help you improve your marriage. Now, if you do the things that I mentioned above, it's not going to be easy, but with some change from you and me. Okay, yes, I said it. I'm talking to myself as well. You know, here's the thing. Whenever I talk to you guys, I'm talking to me as well because I just think that in marriage, it applies to everybody. It's not just like you should do this. No, it applies to us all because we may be strong in the area or maybe we're not experiencing something at this point in time, but it applies to all of us because I think at some point, all of us will go through different things in our marriages. So yes, I'm talking to myself as well. So if we do these things, we can become the catalyst to improving, repairing, and restoring our marriages. Now, the song that we're going to listen to today is called You. And the song is about a woman whose husband shows her daily how much he really loves her. So without further ado, here's the song, You. Hot emojis on my phone. You take time to open my door. Making dinner for me.
Now, before I end the podcast, I would like to thank Anique Music for their continued support of Music and Vibes. Music and Vibes has been sponsored by Anique Music for almost the past year, and they are awesome sponsors. And I just want to say thank you, Anique Music, for your sponsorship. Now, for those of you who didn't know, Anique Music is a publishing company that represents all of the music heard here on the show. So once again, Anique Music, thank you so much for being awesome partners with Music and Vibes, and thank you for your continued support. Guys, I just want to say thank you, thank you so much. And I know I say it all the time, but I really do appreciate you guys. And especially this week, because you allowed me the time I needed to get the podcast out. And even though, yeah, it came out on a Friday, you guys were patient. And no one bothered me about it. I just appreciate you guys so much. So thank you for being amazing. Thank you for being awesome. And thank you for spending time with me every single week. Whether it's a Wednesday or a Friday, I just thank you guys for being there and for listening and spending time with me each week. Now, I do want to remind you guys, if you haven't done this already, to head over to iTunes and to subscribe to the podcast so that you can get episodes as they come out weekly. And if while you're already there, you know, just go ahead, leave a review so that I'll know how you like the show and I'll also know what things we need to work on, tweak, whatever. Just go over and leave me a review. But most importantly, please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And finally, I just want to ask you guys to do me a little favor. It's not that big. It's just a tiny favor. If 
All I'm asking you to do is this week's episode of, a, of the podcast, please make sure you share it with a friend. And if there are any other episodes that you want to share with a friend, by all means, go ahead and do that. Now, you can do this several ways. Either you can um, click the link that I'm going to leave in the show notes, go to iTunes, and then you can listen to all the podcasts I have there. And there are a lot because I've been doing this for almost two years. Wow. So yeah, there's a lot of podcasts for you to listen to. So you can pick an episode and send it to a friend that you think may need that. Or you can go to our website, which is musicandvibes.com. And you can also share from that site as well. So yeah, just share this episode with a friend. But I think the easiest way to do it is if you're wherever you're listening from, just click the share button. And they'll allow you to pick how you want to share it with your friend. All right. Well, guys, I think that is all for now. So I don't have anything else to say. But if you have anything else to say, just remember you can always reach me on Instagram at at Music and Vibes. Or you can always catch me on the Music and Vibes Facebook page and message me. And if you find me on Instagram, which is at Music and Vibes, all you have to do is um, DM me or like or follow. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much. I enjoyed my time with you and I'll see you next week where we can have another time to be together, talk and just hang out. All right. Until then, have a great weekend and an amazing day. Bye-bye.